Hey there, guys. I am Bobby. Hi there. I'm Steffi Steph. And we are Between Two Teeth. This is our first podcast, and we Shout are out. so thankful that you are here. We've actually been kind of- How do we of, sound? Put the messages in the comment box. <laughs> we have been kind of YouTubers now for over a year. We've been called podcasters, but we never officially had a podcast. We so don't get wrapped up in titles. We don't get wrapped up in titles. That is a very we good We get wrapped one. up in content. <laughs> we do. And we try to be authentic. You know, I'm an oral max facial surgeon. You. I am. <laughs> she just as. Yes. No, I'm, a, I'm a periodontist. And we're in practice together. We, we've gone to dental school, uh, med school, integrated medicine fellowships. We, I've done Harvard a, programs. Done my MBA. And we're trying to figure out this adventure of life. And I guess part of it is trying to figure out selfishly, how do we live our own best life? But we want you to go on this adventure with us. So Steph, how did we start this whole YouTube thing? So we started, we love Zach Galifianakis and we love his uh, Between Two Ferns uh, YouTube comedy sketch. And so one time kind of toddling on the motorcycle toddling we do, we, we do motorcycle thinking. that that is a true statement and you know i'll i'll just say this when i do my best thinking is when uh i'm on a run or if i'm sometimes even in surgery like if you're just doing something small with your hands or if you're running or working out it can ap actually unlock some very awesome thinking potential especially if you're a little little neurodivergent. <laughs> yeah. You get in the zone. You get it, in the zone. It, and so, I'm glad you brought up the motorcycle part because that realistically is when we come up with a lot of our ideas. It, it, it's a great, it's a great way to, you're, you're still thinking, you're doing something, uh, but it allows you to not be overly focused uh, and, and allows you to unlock a little different part of your, your, your mindset. And we've had um, some amazing conversations. So we were on a toddle, and we decided that uh, we, I love that you use the word toddle. We by wanted the way. to. Oh, it's a great word. We wanted to kind of do something similar, and I remember I was coming up with the idea, saying, "Why don't we start a show?" And we were trying to spitball what are we going to call it, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, between two teeth, that'd be awesome." By the way, if we were lawyers, we would call it between two torts. That there you go, there you go. And so anyway, we started. We we knew we wanted to do this, and. We looked at we looked at starting. We started to write blog posts. Uh, we wanted to start promoting our idea. We had a few shows kind of in the tank there, and uh, <laughs> we we had, we're part of a local organization uh, where we live, and uh, we wrote up a, a blog post on vulnerability. Which no, to be you did. You wrote this post on vulnerability. Right. I think it has less to do with who wrote it, yeah. but anyway, Anyways, a they poster's pushed, written on they, vulnerability. They pushed it back to you and said, nah, it's... And, and it was pushed back as, as being too self-promoting. Now, the irony there is when you're vulnerable, <laughs> you're putting yourself out there. No, the other, the other irony is that this membership group is literally supposed to support the membership, but anyways, I digress. Yes, minor details. And I remember so, you came to me and you're like, what should I do? I was like, dang, man, I, I like, just got denied. Some, yeah, you did. You got <laughs> and denied. You were like, you're way. joking. I go, no, I'm not. Yeah. So so after being asked to, you know, take away all the identifying factors of my 
my blog post, uh, we decided to do something different. We didn't want to change it. We really thought it was a good post. And, and it so, was a, you know, so you we went failed. To, we went, yeah. Well, no, I, I don't feel like I personally failed. Right. I think instead we just needed to seek uh, other people. And so one of the things that I did was uh, <laughs> I went to a national organization that was affiliated just on a different level. And they loved it, actually. Uh, they loved it so much. They ran with it. They promoted it at their meetings. They were all about getting on board with this idea. And what it taught me was, is that or it's, it has taught me that just because one door closes doesn't mean your idea is terrible. Uh, just maybe you just haven't had the right kind of person look at it. And, and there might be someone out there that really thinks it's awesome. And I think the blessing with all of that is you didn't let a closed door stop you. We ended up having someone took a look at your article once it was published. And, and it was a friend that I knew from 25 years ago that went, oh, my gosh, I love what you guys are doing. Hey, do you want to be involved in the American Dental Association's annual session and do something there? And so it's amazing how all of that can can kind of uh, yeah, play that, out when that you was let insane. it. Yeah, and I mean, we were just this whole. I don't think I don't think we would have dove into this channel <laughs> quite much uh, with such fervor. Some. So much of fervor. Fervor. That's a good word. Uh, You're we really were... utilizing some good words. Toddle, fervor. Thanks. We got to bring some things back into the. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. The ether. Yeah. So I, I just don't think we would have pursued this with, with as much fervor if we didn't get denied. So in a way, we got to say thank you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to send. A I feel note. like this little Taylor Swift moment. Yeah. So so adventure. You know, what we are. Life, the great adventure. Yeah. Uh, life is a great adventure. And, you know, what's your journey? My journey specifically, I, I'm, you know, I'm 30, I'm 33 right now. I'm just trying, I'm just starting to realize what my adventure might look like. And, it, and it's super, it's super cool to kind of get there. I think as kiddos, we, our parents kind of choose our adventure for us. They put mm. us in the sports. They tell us kind of what grades to make. They, you know, we feel like we not owe them something, but we feel like we have to please other, everybody else, especially when you're in school. And then when you get out of school, something cool happens. You start getting on your own adventure. And uh, that's kind of what this this is about is finding your own adventure. It doesn't mean you have to start your own company and it doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, totally forsake your, your lifestyle choices right now. But what it can mean is you take some moments, uh, kind of getting off the, the scrolling of Instagram and instead take some moments and reflect, get a journal. you got a journal. <clears throat> I do. Right? I do. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I've got get a cool pen. I've got several journals. I've got a cool pen. Get a cool pen, a cool journal, and uh, jot down some notes, you know, five to ten minutes in a day, and just say, hey, what what is my adventure? And it doesn't, you know, some people have kids as their adventure, and I, I think that's a lovely adventure. But don't forget to to kind of remember you are more than just your kids. That's a good point. And I think on my side of the equation, I'm not in my 30s. 
I am kind of on a second half of life Bob's adventure. Seventies. Uh, <laughs> You're so wrong. Now this is a podcast. You know. Now you can see us over on YouTube at Between Two Teeth on YouTube if you actually want to take a look. But no, I'm not in my seventies. I uh, I'm slow to mature. And I'm on the second half of life trying to figure it out. I did a lot of things well and a lot of things poorly in the first half. And that's the blessing of just being on an adventure. And and that's what this, I think, with Between Two Teeth and the YouTube channel, man, we've had some adventures. And we want, we'd really love you guys to follow us on many of these adventures. We did this motorcycle wellness tour and it was it's something i never thought i would do and i i love what you say by follow us please thank you Uh, i would amend that statement oh she's gonna amend it yes i'm gonna amend it i don't i don't like the word word follow okay don't follow us at all whatever you do i I think from a clarification standpoint of course we want uh, of course we want followers for sure but our followers i want to kind of be teammates or I want, I want our followers to be part of our, our family. I want our followers to connect with us and share their discoveries with us. I want our followers to collaborate with us. And, and I think that probably is, why don't you, why don't you talk about our why? Because right. it, because it ties into exactly what you're talking about. So part of our why is, is we don't, you know, we want to connect with as many people as possible. Connecting with people, I I kind of see as not having uh, just a mindless follower, but you know, having someone that shares their own stories. We talked about that in an earlier episode. Where don't go ask advice; ask them to share their story. And so we want to connect with as many people as possible. Uh, we really want to discover new things about others, ourselves, and the world. I think this world is uh, as big or small as you make it. And there are these two, this is a concept you can have in business. You can have a fixed uh, mindset or a growth mindset. And a lot of times with a growth mindset, uh, the sky is the limit and, and your your pie just keeps expanding. Ooh, I like that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of pie. the pie. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. If you if you're looking at us on YouTube, you will notice that yeah, I probably one of have, us. <laughs> one of one us of is us one of us is eating a moderate amount of pie and cakes love, and things like that. I, I don't like pie. I love cake. Well, so there you go. Um, what were we just talking about there? So I'm talking about the pie can get. Oh, bigger. the pie can get can bigger. You love that analogy. So many people are of a fixed mindset, and it actually drives me bonkers when they look at it and say, you know, there can only be one person that can win. There's there's only so much creative space. There's only so much money. There's only so many things you can create and expand when you have the right mentality. Uh, when you have the right mentality, you have the right leaders and the right participants in the group. Anything's possible. Uh, one quote we heard recently was, uh, there's nothing two vulnerable people, there's nothing that two vulnerable people can't do in life. And I believe that's true for business partners. Uh, I believe that's true for, for, true for spouses, true for parent-kid relationships, any relationships, two friends, any relationships we have in life. If you have two vulnerable people trying to solve a problem, I think human you can beings solve have the problem. <laughs> so you talked about our why as far as connect, 
discovered. Discover. And then the last. And top, then what's the last? Yeah, component? the last kind of uh, part of that is inspire. So allowing ourselves to be inspired by the universe. You love saying uh, sometimes it's nice to let the universe guide you, take you where it will. Uh, allowing others to be inspired by the universe around ourselves, to be inspired by the universe around us, and eventually inspire others. I think uh, leading by example here, that's what we're trying to do with connect, discover, and inspire is uh, we want to, we're not trying to, you know, fight any kind of predetermined course. We're just trying to enjoy the ride, have fun along the way. And man, if we ended up inspiring someone, that's like the, to me, that's the best thing. And one of the coolest things is we've actually had a fair number of people reach out and be inspired by a variety of some of the different things that we did. Part of it was just feeling connected to us and seeing as we kind of move through things. Part of it was being inspired by either the Italian motorcycle adventure or the Ukraine mission that we went on by taking a team uh, over to Warsaw, Poland. What's it, a... What's a fair number? I know a couple is two. No, a few not, is three no, or more. No, I'm not going to get into the number. If you go number. up to uh, no, a fast tell. food window and you're like, you "Hey, know what? can I have a fair number of fries?" I'm be like, uh, I, that "I'm five? You know what? Is that I'm, I'm not. I'm not a person that counts numbers. You know what? This link would be a fair number. Of we things. had five subscribers to our YouTube channel. It's like for when people say, "Hey, give me a minute." Period of time, or it's been a minute. So how how did this, you know, we talked a little bit about Zach Galifianakis being the inspiration. Our humor is a little bit off. I grew up in Canada. That's part of it. Uh, we think things are funny. Can you give us two Canadian words real quick? That would prove. Oot in a boot. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. How, do you say, how do you say milk? I'm not going to say it. Milk. I think it's spelled M-E-L-K, milk. But. I digress. Melkins. So a lot of life, I think, and it applies to our, our channel here, is you just have to start. And when you start, you will not be good at so many different things. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. Sure. Does that hold you back sometimes where you don't want to start until you're perfect or no. you get in there and you're like, I, if I'm you're just an experiential learner like me, you are, you start knowing it's going to be a mess, but you love that because then if you've, and I, I've been, uh, I was talking to a gal, she's getting into hockey right now. <clears throat> we both play hockey and she never did sports as a kid. Uh, hockey is her first sport. She, uh, we're the hockey team I'm on is full of new, new to, new to hockey players, but a lot of those players played soccer, basketball, something in their, in their childhood. So they, they're sporty and, and with the exception of her, she is not. And so what I told her is I was like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, I'm getting a signal. <laughs> I'm just making sure we're on the same <laughs> Yeah, page. we're on the same page. So what I told her was, look. When, when you're trying to get good at something, it's knowing that you're going to be terrible at it at first and mm. focus on the basics. Don't try to, you know, focus on this wraparound shot, uh, little by little. That's how you get good, really, really good at things. Uh, whether it's sports or, uh, if you're trying to practice whatever, very, very small baby steps, a little bit every day goes a long way. I think being okay with not being great, certainly off the get go. I think um, 
just having the courage to start the adventure. I've had many people in my life that I've looked at and said, oh my gosh, I'm inspired by what they're doing, and I could never do that. But then I'd look at it and say, but you know what? I can do a little bit moving in that direction. And I've had people push me for my own why. I ended up being pretty burned out. I'd been in clinical practice for some time. I took a month off to do a public policy fellowship and took the entire month of April off. And for me, it was eye-opening. It was a leadership management sort of thing. And they actually had talked about burnout. And it was one of the last days of the class. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm burned out. And sometimes you have to get removed from a situation to really fully appreciate where you're at. But it was helpful because during that time, I was able to kind of develop my own why. And I know you developed your why. And, and for people listening to this, I would push them, because that's what I do, to sit down and say, what's your why? I think yours was from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pigs. I have no idea what that reference is. Is that a, oh, you keep saying eat, pray, love. So here's the deal. I'm I'm doing this public policy fellowship. A lot of the people in the, in the group were like. It just rhymes with your, eat, pray, love just tends to rhyme with yours. Okay, stop, stop. Because I felt, I felt kind of bad developing my own why. So your first why was actually, I thought, limiting. I thought it was a fixed mindset. It it was. And this is not the one word joking about right now right. It was one before that one it, it was it was pretty bad and, and that's where basic. i meant to kind of make you i meant to inspire you to venture elsewhere you're not wrong but if but the you, next one you had was pretty cool live right. laugh love are you done live laugh love no and the so, funny thing is, is you're around these military professionals and they all got so these that's what i'm trying to say mission statements of power you know, and, you know I, i've got these people that like they're on seriousness they're and, on track to be ambassadors of Bob countries steps up and goes, live love love are you done Tra-la-la-la. if you could see but, on you know, youtube it's, it's, right now ex- you'd see steph just smiling away it's exactly what uh kind of slightly what that, off what to that the side kind of needed and it, it i'm still trying nice. to tell my story no, yeah, tell it. You're, I'm giving you this signal. Okay, very good. So now I will complete the story. So I sat down. We had a class on, you know, what the why is. And really, you want to have something that's pretty concise and meaningful. And yes, my first one that I came up, well, my first many were super duper basic. You done? See if you run. YouTube, you could see why I said that. But anyways, it was super duper basic. And then I got closer and closer and closer. And I came up with my purpose was to live, laugh, and love. And I modified a little bit after that. I really felt, I felt it was too basic because that's a common thing. But I've always loved that. And I love to live. I love to laugh. And I love to love. So I ended up having it where my purpose is, (laughs) she's doing a love sign right now if you're not on YouTube. My purpose is to push myself and others to fully live, laugh, and love. And for me, it was important to push because I like to push myself and I like to push others. And 
the fully part. So get out there and get your why and sit down and write some things down. And the first several are going to be terrible. On yours, we went back and forth on your purpose statement, whether to put push into it. It, It's crazy because you are, you're, you're a pusher, uh, but this is kind of a difference between kind of, I don't know, like young versus experienced doc or female versus male is that I felt like, you know, when I, when I pushed others towards things, especially in residency, (laughs) I didn't work so well. I was labeled as pushy. And so when you said you want to push others, I'm like, Ooh, you want to make sure you're not being pushy. But when you push others, it's just, it's different. Uh, And so you're, you don't get labeled as pushy. You get kind of labeled as a leader. Hmm. Thank you. I think that's a compliment. So talk about talk about your development of your why. And, and once again, if you haven't sat down with a piece of paper, a quiet space, or go for a walk and think about it, that's my push to people that are listening to this is to say, really sit down and know you're going to modify it with time. But was it easy coming up with your why? I, I felt like it was fairly easy. You know, I played around with words for sure, but connect, discover, inspire just seemed to, to hit all three. So I, I, my first word of my why was really based on what I am craving most at this point in my life, which is connection. And that's, it's interesting because I, you know, in my generation, when we had social media in high school, we had the texts, you know, phones in high school where people texted each other a lot. And the uh, one-on-one, the verbal communication was sometimes there, sometimes not. And we're just now entering, you know, over the, the period of the past, you know, five to 10 years, maybe we've been entering this, this space of mental health and well-being and understanding words like trigger and understanding the importance of uncomfortable conversations. And that all has to do with connection. And I think, <clears throat> and communication, which you right. had kind of referenced earlier. And uh, sometimes, I don't know, like I can't speak for all millennials, but I am. No, a, go ahead. Speak for I all am millennials. I am a millennial. And what I can speak from my experience is that, you know, I just, and it's easier to text somebody than to pick up the phone and call. And I definitely don't want to have an awkward conversation. But what I'm also realizing is if you don't tell your story or if you don't, you know, kind of put yourself out there and be a little vulnerable, you're, there's going to be a lot of miscommunication. Assumptions wreak havoc. And, you know, one thing that, that women tend to do is, you know, they, they tend to, at least for me, I tend to kind of catastrophize things in my head. And so for me, it's especially difficult to have those uncomfortable conversations because a lot of times my frame, my reference, my lens is, you know, built upon, uh, emotional data and, and non-factual. And so one thing that I've, I've pushed some of my mentees, uh, towards and myself is to look at the facts and, and really try to tease away the facts from the accelerated emotional thinking. I like that a lot. And I like that your why became the why for between two teeth oh, yeah. just because it made so much you know, sense. When you're on motorcycles, discovery is ne- and is inevitable and you tend to discover things about yourself, about the world around you. It's crazy where two wheels will take you. <laughs> oh, I like that. I was, I rode motorcycles as a kid. I, I was terrified to get back on a motorcycle 
and I think part of my life journey was I need to put fear in the right perspective. I know you did a great LinkedIn article uh, talking about fear, but I don't want to be fearful. I want to in the. Are you fearful? Oh, I think we're all fearful. Oh, okay. Uh, I, you know, for me, the are last, you overly fearful? The, Is that a better question? Um, maybe in some ways, yes. Yeah, some ways, no. You know, my last thing on my why was inspire because this really hits on the philosophical question of are we enough and what mm. do we assign to ourselves to make us enough? And when you think about it, you're like, okay, do to be enough, do I have to inspire other people? That's kind of not on as not as not a you thing. You know, all you can do is show up and be you. And if you happen to inspire people, yeah, that's great. And so but what, inspiring somebody has more to do with them and where they're at in their it, life. It does, except for the fact that if you're afraid to communicate, if you're afraid to put a message out there, if you're afraid to be vulnerable, you know, we are videotaping this as well for YouTube. You keep yawning. Am I? No, don't do that. Steffi Steph is a character. But if you don't put your message out there, then you're not going to inspire people. And I guess part of our push too is to say, if you have something that you think is going to be helpful, because I think all of us really want to make the universe it, better. Oh, yeah. And I, I think, I, I guess what I mean a little bit more specifically is that the times in my life where I've inspired somebody else or I've made an impression on somebody else, I wasn't even trying. That's the way life works. And, and so, you know, take riding a motorcycle in Italy. I think everybody rides motorcycles and scooters. But what I didn't realize is not a lot of women ride the big bikes. Really large. It was so, a large BMW. And so it was kind of cool seeing some of the, you know, Italy is a little sexist. So it was kind of fun to see some of the some of the the men on the sidelines just kind of looking at me like wow, every time we would stop somewhere act. there would be men who were in their 70s and 80s and they would get up from their table where they were eating and they'd walk over to watch you get on the motorcycle. And I think it was shock and awe and then you just toddle off and away you go. And one thing I learned about riding a big bike is that, of course, you know, any motorcycle is dangerous, but it was kind of overcoming a fear a little bit because it's a, it's very intimidating feat. But once you're on the bike and once you understand the balance structure of it, it's actually phenomenally easy. I like it because it makes me a better automobile driver because I was, I was not a great when you're car driver, you know, my, so I wouldn't pay attention. On a motorcycle, you're paying attention to everything. For sure. You know, my lens is, the world's a very scary place for my lens. And oh, come on. It is not. It, it is. You know, why? You, Tell you me go, why. You go around, you're a big dog. Um, you get to go around looking down at the world. You know, I go around looking up at it. If you're a podcaster, no. If you're listening on this podcast and you can't see, Steph is not a tall human. It's, it's tall. And I'm not, you know, I'm not incredibly short, but I'm, I'm five foot three. So do with that what you will. Uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's just my lens will always be someone that is looking up to most people. And, and it's tricky. Uh, you know, technically I look up to some 18 year old people and that's, that's kind of, that messes with your mind a little bit. And so when you look at, you know, working with others, uh, you know, inspire, you know, being an inspiration, inspiring others. 
uh, and you know, for me, connect, discover, and inspire. It's just it, it all has to do with your lens and and how you see the world and how others see you. You inspire me. I certainly would not have taken the Italian motorcycle adventure. I would not have. I would not have taken you know some of the California motorcycle trips up to Big Sur. Oh, nice. um, so it's it's good to surround yourself with people that will inspire you. You know, that's a basic statement for me to say. But I'm also going to say another basic statement. Never say never except to say what I just said. So talk about how a lot of people were against us doing this. Yeah, it uh, social media, and this is one of the things I learned in my MBA that I did a couple of years ago. You know, social media is your best friend and it can also be your worst enemy. And I had several of my faculty, actually, when I first put out the YouTube channel, a couple that were more comfortable with vulnerability, 100% on board, glad you're getting that message out there. Some of the other ones that were not comfortable with vulnerability, they're like, oh my gosh, why on earth would you do this? It's difficult somewhat for us. You know, we're both professionals. We, um, I'm part of a regulatory agency as well, so I've always got to be mindful of that. I love to curse, but you know, Did not, you say don't, faculty? no, no. Did you say your faculty reached out to you? Oh, I thought you were going to say the F word there. Say don't your, say the F did word. You, did you say your faculty reached out to you? They did. Like from dental school? No, my faculty from my MBA. Uh, just because I had posted things on I LinkedIn was like, and no all offense, this kind of bro, stuff. But I, like, are they? Well, I've had, <laughs> I've had, well, are so. They, one, are they on social media? And then two, like, really? Are you serious? Now. <laughs> You're definitely going to have to get to YouTube to, on Between Two Teeth really to see what I look like there. But I've, I've also had dentals. So I've right. actually had, I don't think it's past mustard. Uh, <laughs> did you literally just say that? Oh my yeah. gosh. You. <laughs> What's the saying? You young people. It's mustard, I think. No, it's mustard. I don't know. I love mustard and comments. I love relish. Listen. Did it let's, not pass mustard? Let's, let's not get, let's not get <laughs> sidetracked here. So never say never. Follow the path of the universe. No, a lot of people were against this. A lot of people were against us for a variety of reasons. You know, I, I think a lot of times things come down to sometimes people are fearful. Sometimes certainly people are jealous. I had uh, some significant, well, I know you're into numbers. I had several people kind of say, why are you doing this? And and that's where having your own confidence to say, I'm doing this because I want to do it. This is frankly why having the why was important for me that, you know, I do want to connect with others and I do want to try to get a message out there. I want to try to have an impact and I want to be impacted by others. The fact that we're doing this, the fact that your article got rejected the way that it did. Rejection. The fact that we got invited to the ADA annual session because of that rejection, that got us in a spot. You know, we were last year around this time, we're getting ready. We basically just snuck into this annual session, something called SmileCon. If you're in the dental arena, you'll understand that. And you reached out to the keynote speakers people. The keynote speaker was Brene Brown. Shout out to Brene Brown. Love, love, her. love Brene Brown. Love her. And you reached out to her people and said, "Hey, we're uh, 
I think you said we were podcasters. And technically, this is our first podcast, and this is like a year and a half later. But we were YouTubers. We literally had like 15 subscribers. We wanted to interview Brene Brown. And you put the ask out there. Uh, they politely, would they say politely said? No. No. <laughs> so they politely said no. They were like, hell no. <laughs> well, that's what they were thinking. But they were polite about it. Some folks at the ADA kind of found out about this, and some thought we were definitely off our rocker. Um, but now, a year later, we are we are the hosts for that meeting, and, and we are interviewing. Shout out Constance Wu. We are interviewing this year's keynote speaker on the big stage. And to go from having an ask of, hey, can we interview you with our GoPro camera as you walk up to the stage to now we're doing that because we didn't let things stop us. And I think that's that's kind of the important Oh yeah, without a doubt. Push. You know, one of the one of the cool things about you is that uh you're persistent. Yes. And you don't it's not that you don't take no, but it's something different. It's uh you, I, I think you tend to ask different ways. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I, I think, I think instead of, uh, you don't get mad if you get a no. Rejection doesn't seem to phase you, and it's it's instructive because even though you get told no quite a bit, you're you just you just kind of. I, I use the analogy, you shake up the snow globe and see where the snowflakes fall, and then you do a re-ask or you ask a different person. Or you try to uh, you try to figure out a different a different angle, and and that's admirable because a lot of times when someone tells you no, you really don't know why they're telling you no, and and part of the approach I think that's been successful for you and has kind of landed us on the stage is that kind of getting down to having a very nuanced understanding of well why is it a no or why is there no response. And not getting you know emotionally tied to that, but just saying, well, what's the facts? I don't like emotion. Congratulations. Thank you. I try to, I try to utilize emotion to serve me well, but emotion can serve you very poorly, right? But it, uh, especially you know, with what yeah, you're talking about there, for sure. Yeah, you know, from a working together standpoint, emotion can be tricky. Uh, but from a human being standpoint and a connection standpoint, I think emotion is the biggest thing. So emotion Can is Can you the, have a connection without emotion? No, you can't, I think. But also, and, and I'm not saying I'm, what I'm against is uncontrolled emotion. Are you against the first word of our mission statement? No, no. I like You connect. just said you hate No, emotion. I'm saying put emotion in perspective. One of the greatest things I learned in my MBA was the term amygdala hijack. We won't get into it now. Google amygdala hijack, it can change your level of effectiveness. You need to have a little bit more coffee. Do so, we take so, a pause? I, so I love, I love what we're, this little point we're on though is huge because oftentimes I think the, you know, women have a lot of bonding relationships, but they don't have a lot of bridging ones. Uh, bridging relationships are like, oh, I got a job for you. I, I can get you a job. I'm a CEO. We're looking mm -hmm. for a CFO. Let's make this connection work. Women tend to have more uh, 
an easier time forming bonding relationships. Let's grab tea. Let's grab mimosas. Let's go uh, brunch. Come see my baby. Women are a lot easier going at that. And it's easier for women because I think we're more uh, tied into our emotions uh, necessarily uh, than, than some guys. And where where I think uh, as females kind of – you see more and more females in these top leadership positions. I'm reading a book right now, When Women Lead. Uh, it's an effort by a journalist to expose – headhunters or people who are looking for CEOs of companies to what they can expect when they have a CEO that's a female. And it's about getting them familiar uh, with what to expect when a woman or a woman leads. And the reason I bring that up is because uh, as we try to strip away emotion, it gets away from the bonding connection and it transforms that into more of a bridging network, a network that's based on facts and based on getting things done, deadlines and, and, this, and the like. And so I, I think there's room for both. And as we talk about connection, though, you can't strip away the emotion. I think emotion makes so you connection can't, magical and, and happen. And, and, and I think if you want to be effective, and, and a big part of that public policy fellowship that I did was figuring out how to be most effective. I think a lot of the bullet points there uh, is appropriately manage emotion managing emotion on your side of the equation, but also the person or people that you're interacting with. That's where amygdala hijack gets in. Once again, Google amygdala hijack. The other thing is communication. You referenced it early. You know, you're in your early 30s. You grew up in a texting culture. I didn't have a phone until like the last part of undergrad. And so communication your ability to verbally and non-verbally communicate will make or break you. Yeah. And if you're communicating with someone or if you are that person who doesn't feel good about yourself, where you're at in life, or just doesn't have that comfortability there, you're going to have to spend a lot more time communicating and supporting those emotional uh deficiencies maybe. I, I don't know what the word would be, but you're going to have to spend a lot more of your your life force energy supporting that person, building that person up to get the best out of them because they're not telling themselves those things. And, and I like that you brought up life force energy because realistically, that's something I certainly look at, and especially as someone who's kind of on the the second part of of living life and trying to live their best life. You know, what is giving me energy? what is inappropriately taking away energy, knowing, knowing when to say yes, knowing when to say no. I think you and I are terrific at saying yes. We're getting better at saying no and dropping off toxic relationships, toxic organizations. And, and it's easy to, you know, no one to quit and no one to stick. It's easy to say. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold. I used to think I was really good that. at karaoke, that and that was my karaoke. It, and song. the reason I bring that up, there's a kind of a fun little book that that, that oh, is the title. Fun. It's it's knowing when to quit and when to stick, and the book is made to talk about waiting out the dip. And mm. most companies that are gonna so say you got you, know, you got a big company like Microsoft. Uh, it's really tough to to wait out the dip because these big companies have created these you know 
uh, what is it like almost like a force field around them because they're so popular and they've just been at this for so long. So most companies that try to uh, compete in a direct sense of that or a direct space of that, they don't, they can't, they don't have enough resources, uh, time, money, energy to wait out that dip. So they ended up quitting. Uh, when you apply that to a lot of our daily live situations, you know, hey, do I keep the, do I stay at this job? Do I, do I stay in this relationship? Do I, do I quit this one because it's not serving me? Especially uh, the younger you are, you don't know which relationships are serving you well. You really mm. don't know which ones. Hey, I just need to have a, a short conversation here and work past our our awkwardness or our miscommunication versus saying this is not someone that is going to be healthy in my life. I need to quit this relationship. And and to bring it full circle, that's where I think having a why can be helpful. Yeah, it's because a lighthouse. we've looked at different things, and it's a lens at which we look at: Do we want to do this or not do this? I agree. I think you need to get more sleep. <laughs> you know what? Sleep's important. And as we go on this adventure, we're we're trying to figure out how to live our best lives. We want you guys to join us on the adventure of that and well-being. We're both very involved with wellness and well-being on the regulatory side of things within dentistry, for instance, w- through the American Dental Association. We're going to push a bunch of things out there. But we are just, we're very thankful. If anyone's made it to this part in our podcast slash YouTube, because we're still YouTubers, we're the OG, well, we're not the OG YouTubers, but that's how we started. We're, we're new on the scene and we're just- We're uh, new and on the scene. We're getting we're comfortable different. in the environment. We're trying to define where we're going. But let's and, not get too comfortable. And we want to, oh yeah, we're definitely not in the comfortable <laughs> stage. When you look at some of my reels that I post on Instagram, Instagram be the number two teeth, you go, well, that's a little off. My music selection sometimes a little off as well. It's different, but it's not about, you know, we're, we're, we're in the, the new beginning phase of creating a brand and and seeing where that adventure goes. And that's why we want people to connect with us because you could do this too. Yes. And this is not a space that is, uh, you know, only one person. We say the pie can get really a lot bigger. We want to collaborate with like-minded individuals and we want to, we just want to kind of grow, learn, develop together and uh, get to a real fun spot with a lot of cool people. Fun. I'm glad you brought up fun because really we both love adventure. We love fun. Now we do serious things as well. An analogy I think for life, uh, the journey of life is imagine you are going to, imagine life is a party. Do you want to spend that party just with yourself? Do you just want one person at that party? Or do you want that party to be filled with a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. in your life? And and it just kind of helps guide you. Uh, who do you want to bring along to that party? Who do you want to spend those hours with? Uh, as we kind of wrap up here, my family has a big 4th of July party every year. And it's super cool and fun because it's one of the longest freaking parties of the year. They have a 12-hour party, and, and that's a little And insane. you have to really think about it. You're like, okay, when do we tell people to show up? It doesn't get dark enough for fireworks, so about 9.30. My parents sometimes tell people to show up at noon. I'm like, mom, dad, who do you know that you want to spend nine and a half hours with? And I was like, you know, awkward silence. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I guess, you know, it just depends on what we're doing and kind of you know, where it goes. And, but they, 
when we try to figure out who do we want at that party, we kind of look at it in the same way. Who do you want to spend nine and a half hours with talking about life? Who do you want to have a beer with? And and that just kind of um, is a great analogy for life. Who do you want in your journey with you and um, put your time, effort, energy into getting the right people and doing the right things? Yeah. Well, I agree with that. It's important, you know, you're often the average of your five closest friends. And and part of that choose is wisely. choose wisely and listening to a podcast pretty recently. You know, when you talk about mentors, you can have online mentors, for instance. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know you do as well. Those are people you're spending time with. And those are people that their messages and their way of being and their why is in your head. And it, it's okay also to not have your five closest friends immediately. What I'm learning is, is it's more, it's more so you're curating. And as you kind of go through life, it's okay not to have all five right at the, right at the start. And I'm working on a book with, with what I believe will be one of them. And, uh, she's, she's phenomenal. And, you know, I can't, I'm trying not to to relay some of that info here just yet, but I'm I'm really excited about some of the content coming from that as well. Surround yourself with phenomenal people. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, we thank you so much. Please hit the subscribe if this is a podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, you could see some of the uh, adventures that were going on on the uh, video. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Eat, pray, love. Connect, discover and inspire. We want to connect with you. Inspire greatness in others and yourself. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks a lot.